welcome to the podcast of Of Course They Make Me Crazy. It's about crazy family stories. We all have one, right? More importantly, it's for those of you living with someone who suffers with a mental illness. You can start to feel lost in their world. Now I get it. I grew up with a bipolar mom addicted to pain pills. Hoping the stories shared here will help you through difficult days. It's not all serious. We laugh and joke too. If you have little ones around, pop in your headphones. Adults only, please. Last episode, Dahlia, my guest, who also grew up with a bipolar mother, also shared that her biological father was physically abusive to her mother. We left off with me asking her if she has a relationship with her father, knowing he went to prison for the abuse. Let's continue with part two of this episode. I don't think he ever said I'm sorry because when we started developing that better relationship with him mm-hmm. um, I was still living at home and the thing that I do he would just acknowledge like if she was you know doing her thing he was just he would just say you know just let her do what she needs to do yeah. um, whether it was her screaming or whatever um, obviously not the abuse I mean he wouldn't he tried to get us out of that a couple of times and okay. I chickened out you know and when he came to the house with with the police I chickened out and I was like nothing's going on here and then the police asked my mom and my mom of course was a great liar and she was like um oh no I I just grounded her because she didn't do her homework so she's mad and she called her dad and inside I was seething like how dare you lie but at the same time I'm terrified I was not going to say anything and I was like and my dad I just remember his face on the other side like this like like I tried I tried yeah and but but my point is like um he just he would just say let her just let her in Spanish the way it's said it's just like just let her you know so that's why I'm trying to figure out how to translate that uh it's literally just let her but it's he was saying like just let her do what she needs to do um but yeah he didn't like that she abused us but again I'm sure he felt like he couldn't say anything maybe yeah. Um, you know, so, um, because he's been there and he's done that. Yeah. Too and, I, I'm, yeah. I'm sure that's why it must've been very hard. He didn't know what to do because she still had many demands on him as she should have. He he's our father. He should, right. yeah. uh, you know, contribute to the household, but I'm, I mean, it was just really weird. That whole thing. It's like I said, it's like, uh, just looking back. It's like, sometimes I just wish I could have accepted things a little bit earlier so that I could have um, dealt with things a little bit better. But, you know, I think I am, like you said earlier, I am how I am today. I'm stronger for it, you know, and I've learned along the way. It it had to be me that learned it on my own rather than someone, I don't know. Yeah. I, I haven't, I'm sorry, I'm just babbling now because it is, it is just all a mess in my brain. But at the same time, it is uh, acceptance. I've, I've accepted what happened. Yes, yeah. And it is, what it is <laughs> that sounds horrible that's all you can do you know and as little kids I don't think we process I don't know I mean for me as a little kid because probably because my mom had me at 15 mm. I felt like I was a mom to her too like we grew up together in a yeah. way and so I always knew internally like this ain't right you know like she ain't right and mm-hmm. this whole situation isn't right 
But at the same time, then you move on, right? And you yeah. start to live with it. And just like you said, you know, you, you lied to the police that nothing was going on because what if, you know, you don't, <laughs> as a little kid, those, you know what's going on at home, but what if you told the truth? How much worse can it get? Exactly. Because when you see bad, you know that there's worse out there. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, absolutely. And you don't want anything worse. You can deal with what you've been handed, mm -hmm. but being dealt anything else is yeah. not something you even want to explore at that age. Yeah. Um, so, well, like yeah. you said, I could deal with what I knew. I knew yeah. the devil that I knew that I could yeah. deal with that everything else was yeah it was because I considered running away it's not like I didn't consider these things I considered all those things um but it was just like it, where I lived I just saw and, and at the time I just saw very few options the options that were available for me if I ran away were not good ones mm -hmm. um I so I, I I would rather tough it out, deal with it at home, get to graduation, join the military, because that's what I did, because I knew I was going to join the military and get the hell out of there. Yeah. So I just had to survive through to that point. Yeah, yeah. And you know, you make such a good point when you say she lied. They are the best freaking mm. liars in the world. Yep. I mean, my mom could lie. And you knew she was lying, but then you started even questioning yourself. Like, <laughs> Damn, I believe I saw that. But she's like, she's so in, uh, you know, just convincing and, and she puts all into it that you start to question your own sanity and mm. what you actually saw. And I mean, they're that good. They're, oh yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing. And I mean, I did that for years. I'd say, now I know she's, I know, like, now I know she's going to, you know, I'm not <laughs> to talk herself out of this. Yeah. Don't you start to believe her, April. Don't you start to yeah. believe her. And I would tell myself that. And then she'd get on the phone and she'd start her, um, her story mm -hmm. or her, whatever you want to call it, her side. And then I'd, all that would start to dribble out of me and I'd yeah. be like, well, maybe she, no. And then I'd yeah. kind of like, damn, she did it to me again. Yeah. You know, and just like you said for, uh, you know, you hadn't said it yet at this time when we were talking, but prior mm -hmm. um, that uh, you would just, um, oh God, what was it? It just, I just had a brain fart. Um, oh goodness. I can't even remember what I was going to say. That's okay. We had a really long conversation the other day. So there was lots of uh, things we were talking about. So I totally get that. But yeah, I mean, the lying, like you said, when we got older, um, she tried to make it seem like it, like what she did was not what it was. And like you said, you kind of start doubting yourself because we the, the, obviously the older we get, the further removed we get from whatever that incident was. Like I, I could take a punch then. I don't know if I could take a punch now. That's how far removed I am. But I know I took yeah. a punch then, if that makes sense. So she would say things and I would be like, huh, was it as bad as I remember? And then it's like, no, I get the corroboration from other th things. And I'm like, okay, all right. So she's, this is how she needs to deal with what she did. And if she, I, 
as I got older, I realized that's what she needs to tell herself because mm-hmm. maybe she can't live with what she did to us. And if she tells herself it wasn't that bad, then it wasn't that bad. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, because so she wasn't as sick when I was growing up with her. So she got sicker as I got older. Mm-hmm. And even, I mean, Dahlia, even if it just happened a week you know, before, like there was a time that she got into the car, um, totally high on meds and she was driving to the drugstore and she hit a car full of kids and she lied and told the police officer, I just lost my vision. All of a sudden I just lost my vision, you know, and they went to court. Thankfully, everybody was okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was like, mom, yeah, you lost your vision, but you were also high as a freaking kite, you know? And she's like, no, I was not. My pills hadn't even kicked in yet. Yeah. You know, and she'll have like this whole case, a case that won the judge over, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, and you knew that it wasn't true. Right. I mean, they're so convincing. Yeah. So she, she convinced the judge, (laughs) convinced the judge, you know? So she, that's how she got away with life was just lying through it. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it just, so be it, you know, but, uh, so as you internalized a lot of that as a little girl, I was still internalizing that a lot as an adult, Mm -hmm. um, because she was getting sicker and sicker as I got older. Mm-hmm. Um, where I moved out of the house at 17, you got out at what age? 18. 18. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I'm out of here. I'm going to go live my life mm-hmm. and do my thing. And, and truthfully, if you're in this situation, you should probably do the same thing, right? Yeah, Start absolutely. Living your life as soon as you can. Mm-hmm. And even if you're married to somebody like this, for God's sakes, you know, they, of course, you know, like um, my father never left because, you know, he loved her so much, my yeah. stepfather. Mm-hmm. Um, but I saw him struggle and struggle and struggle. And I think what a lot of people don't do, Dahlia, is, and you could probably talk to this more, is they don't feed their own peace when they're living with someone like this, right? It's yeah. like, um, get out and make sure you're, finding friends and connecting with other people and sharing your stories and your struggles of what you're dealing with. Because if not, you start to internalize everything and you start to believe that this is going to be the rest of your life. And it is not going to be the rest of your life unless you allow it to be. Exactly. Yeah. And I was very lucky that um, I was able to join the military and get away. I know not everybody can do that, but that gave me the um, the uh, option or however you want to look at it to be able to be very far away from her um, and gave us the time, I think, for she 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 got better when I, when I left the house. And this is kind of the funny thing. I talk to my sister about this a lot because um, it's um, I'm the second in line of four. And we're about three years and then two years apart all the way through. So my, my younger sister is two years younger than me. And my little brother is four years younger than me. And they had a completely different, um, you know, teenage years than, than I did. Whereas I was getting, you know, horrible treatment up till the day I left. Mm-hmm. They got so much freedom. It was, it's so weird because we'll joke about it because they got so much freedom. They got to go out. My mom would meet their friends. 
um, and, and all of this. And I, 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 I think I had mentioned to you that my brother is, he's the only boy, the baby also. <laughs> so it's perfect. Right. And he is very lucky and I am not jealous or mad about it, but he did not receive really. I don't think he even got spanked. I, I really cannot think of a time that he got in any type of trouble. As a matter of fact, if anything happened to him, we, we got, yeah, we were in trouble, even if we had nothing to do with it. But so he was already going to have like a really good yeah, <laughs> childhood, yeah. but, but when my sister was able to enjoy some of that, which I'm glad, I'm glad they got some normalcy during their high school years, but um, yeah, no. Yeah. They, so that's another reason that's, it's, it's kind of weird because when my mother passed away, she passed away two years ago. It was very hard, obviously for everybody, because we lost her obviously, yeah. but then also because the situation we were in, I was estranged from her at the time. And that was like a normal thing. We would have like good years and bad years. So that had happened throughout my adulthood. Um, you know, we'd be really good together. We would even vacation together. We went to Europe together. Um, and then like, you know, we wouldn't talk for a year. And this last time was um, that we hadn't talked was probably about a year, a little bit over that. And so we were estranged. So that was very hard for me to deal with when she passed away because I always knew I was going to talk to her again because that's just the way our, our relationship went. But it just really, really sucked that she died when we were not talking and that I was mad at her. Yeah. Because the second I heard that she had died, I let it all go. And again, it, it, I was going to, I was going to always. And I knew that, I knew that it was a process for me, but I literally thought that woman was never going to die. I thought, I thought the old crotchety ones, they live forever. And I thought... <laughs> that I was always going to have her in my life. And, yes. but I didn't. And so, you know, that was hard and it was hard because my brother had such a great, he had just seen her like a few days before that she'd mm -hmm. gone and visited him, had a great time with his wife and his kids. And I love that. I love that they had that time with her right before yeah. she died. And, but he knew that we have a different, we had a different relationship. So he struggles with that. We struggle with it, but I'm so happy that he got such a great relationship with her and that his children and his wife did, because I'm glad somebody got to appreciate that side and that she was able to, to do that for somebody in the family. And, and I'm grateful for that. Mm -hmm. So even though I, I went through this hell and everything and I can still have my moments, I have decided that I cannot keep, I mean, I forgive her, but I don't, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, because I, I came to a realization and unfortunately I came to that realization after she died. It's like, yes, she was my mom and she had responsibilities and obligations to her children. However, she was also human. She was a person and she had a disease and that was separate from her being a mom and she didn't know how to deal with that. So um, that's kind of how I'm trying to deal with it. Um, yeah. 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 And that was the point that I was trying to make when I totally had that, um, <laughs> you know, 40 something year old brain kick in where I had that brain fart. But uh, that is where you, you do, you can, you can, you know, hang up and be mad at each other. Mm -hmm. And then the next time you call, whether it be a month or a week later, 
and you'll have to pick up at least that's how it was with us oh yeah and and you just you know think okay I'm just gonna let it go because Mm -hmm. if I bring it up again no one's a winner here and exactly and I'd rather have a little bit of peace and be able to talk to my mom about whatever Lifetime movie she's watching at that moment, you know, whatever she's doing. And I can, and to this day, Dahlia, you you know, even though she would of course make me crazy, you know, she is sitting on my mantle in my Mm. living room because she always said, when I die, I want to be able to haunt you kids. So I want to be on the fireplace mantle and I want to know what you're doing. So, uh, as the oldest, she is on my fireplace mantle. Uh, uh-huh. um, and I think she does haunt me sometimes, but in a nice way. I think she shows that, you know, yeah. um, she's here with me. And I think that as an adult, in kind of what you said to Delia, is you would get mad at each other, mm-hmm. you wouldn't talk, and then it would come back, right? Mm-hmm. And then you're just like, well, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to let it go because. And I think, you know, for those of you listening, that's kind of what you have to do too, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't, you don't have to do what you don't want to do, but I mean, in regards to mm-hmm. deep breath and just say, yeah. you know, I can't change her. Mm-hmm. I can't change him. They are sick. And I think what I wish I realized is a younger person, and I don't know about you. And I mean, when I say younger, I mean, maybe as a teenager in my twenties, mm-hmm. um, I don't mean as a little, little girl, because I think as a little, little girl, I already had a better understanding. I think my understanding of my mom became fogged when I became more um, probably self-absorbed in my teenage 20 years, you know, where everything she was doing was absolutely nuts. And I wasn't going to take any more of her nutsoness. And, Mm -hmm. and I think that I wish I would have been Um, there were days where I was very loving and compassionate and I'd take her shopping and I'd say, let's go do this mom. And I would, you know, drive 14 hours to see her and then she would sleep and I wouldn't see her the entire time. I mean, there was a lot of give and take with us. And I wish I would have learned that earlier on that you just have to have that give and take with them to have that relationship and to have that peace with yourself. At least that's how I found peace. Um, Yeah. I agree actually with you. I wish I had had accepted it a lot sooner um, because I, I like I, I keep I, I told you and I keep telling myself I knew I was going to eventually be talking to her again because we were going to go back to Europe together. We we're going to have a good time. Yeah. But I like you said, you can't control them. And I was being stubborn and I wanted an apology because of yeah. what she had done and what, what, the reason we weren't talking. And I should have known she never apologized so why did I expect an apology this time I just wanted to be you know I I was being stubborn just like her Uh, yeah (laughs) so um she was never going to apologize and that's why I don't understand why I didn't just accept that earlier because yes yes the the relationship was abusive manipulative all that but when she when we were on our good terms oh I love that yeah that her that her was fun yeah. I love talking to her even today sometimes I, I'm like oh I wish I could call her right now um yeah. so yeah that's uh you can't control them that's the big thing I think the big takeaway from like if if you can come to a place where it's healthy and you can do that just know you can't control them because um then you're wasting a lot of energy that could be put somewhere else absolutely and they can't control themselves either 
there comes a time where they just can't, they're sick and mm. they think differently than we do. And mm -hmm. that's what we need to come to terms with. You yeah. know, um, I fought with her and thought that I could make her who she was supposed to be. And boy, was I wrong. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> we were all wrong. Yeah. You know, she was going to be who she wanted to be. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, you know, that kind of really wraps it up. I was going to close this by asking if you had any advice for anybody dealing with this now, but I mean, that's it. You can't control it. them. So try, try to, you know, put that energy elsewhere in a positive way. I mean, that's the best I can say. Yeah. And, and they're going to do crazy things and you're going to get mad at them and they're going to get mad at you. Yep. <laughs> you, you go away and, you know, take your breather time mm -hmm. and just tell them that you love them. You know, that's it, it, that's it, just, it right there. You know, you can say, I hate what you're doing mm -hmm. right now. And I hate this situation, but I love you and mm -hmm. I'm going to go. That's we'll exactly later. it. Yeah. I wish that's the one thing I, 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 I would say is. I, it, I wish I had told her, I love you, but I'm not going to be talking to you for a very long time <laughs> Yeah. instead of just cutting it, you know, cutting her out like the way we normally did. But if I had just yeah. said that part. So now I'm always very careful. I tell my kids, it's like, you know, cause they're older. I'm like, I love you, but right now I don't want to be around you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that's the way I should have done it with my mom so that she knew. I, I just hope that she knew. I'm sure she did that. She knew that we loved her, but that we were just as stubborn as her. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that, you know, with my mom too, it's, you know, I wish, um, I just wish she could have like enjoyed her life more, you know, mm -hmm. and, and put things behind her. Yeah. And I'm just glad she's in a more peaceful place mm -hmm. now. Yeah. And, um, and that she's, you know, enjoying it. And if she wants to come and and haunt me here. And there. <laughs> uh, I will take it. And, uh, and I'm just like, I, love you. I, I wish every day when I'm driving home from work that I could call her and hear mm -hmm. her mumble about, you know, <laughs> watching snapped, you know, where women uh, kill their husbands on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she would I watch the sickest things, right? Uh -huh. so. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much, Dahlia. Oh, before we go. Um, uh -huh. So you have also have a podcast with I do. your sister called the horror movie podcast. Is that right? It's nightmare on fifth street, a oh, horror movie right. podcast. And it's kind of funny because um, I was telling you earlier that it has nothing to do with my career or where I'm going. That is really just something we love to do together. We have a love for horror movies um, and, and saying horror movies that quick is funny. We joke about that too, because it yeah. sounds like something else, but um <laughs> It's called Nightmare on Elm Street. Exactly. Exactly. But we named it Nightmare on Elm Street, obviously. I mean, Nightmare on Fifth Street, obviously, because of Nightmare on Elm Street. You know, we love that movie and it's a horror movie podcast, but also because we grew up on Fifth Street and it was a nightmare to live there. And that's kind of, now it ties into what we were talking about because it really was. So that was our own play on it. Like, you know, it was a horrible life growing up on Fifth Street. And, but our horror movies have always, scary movies have always been our escape. We love it. We, we love talking about it. Um, it sounds weird to say, but it brings us joy. So when we talk about it, our, when we do our podcast, um, it's actually very light, you know, even though the subject matter is, you know, horror. Yes. 
but you know, we joke, we laugh, we, you know, we have fun with it, but it has a lot to do with the fact that it was our escape. It was our way of of connecting and having fun and all of that. And so, yeah, we love doing it. Well, I love that. So if you love horror movies, then, uh, you know, connect with Dahlia and listen to her and her sister. And uh, well, thank you so much. Those of us living with people suffering from a mental illness have a lot to deal with too. They're not the only ones hurting. We hurt with them. Having a supportive community is so important to your health. Would love to hear your story too. Email, of course they make me crazy, at gmail.com.